Welcome back to Mishnah Yomi. Today we're continuing to learn Mishnah Shabbos, Perik, Aleph, Mishnah, Vav, and Mishnah Zion. And we're continuing to learn the fundamental debate between Beishamai and Beishillel. If you recall from yesterday, we were discussing that Beishamai and Beishillel have a debate that is it the injunction against Malacha and Shabbos, is it just on people and animals, as in I'm not allowed to do Malacha, or cause my animals to do malacha? Or is it that even my things, my stuff, my kalim, they too cannot do malacha? So, in our case yesterday, we had Beishamai said one's not allowed to soak their dye in water in order for it to solidify, because that will cause the dye to solidify, meaning to soak it on Erev Shabbos, and it will only totally ossify once Shabbos begins, because in effect, then my dye is quote-unquote doing malacha when Shabbos begins. Whereas Basil says, no, not at all. The only prohibition in the Torah of malacha and Shabbos is directed towards man, and then man towards his animal. But there's no prohibition for my kalim to do malacha, and that being the case, I can soak, I can drop my dye into water on Erev Shabbos, and then if it happens to solidify on Shabbos itself, not a problem. My die is an inanimate object. There is The Torah does not command uh, to inanimate objects, so it can do whatever it wants. Today, we're going to pick up with Mishnah Vav, continuing in this discussion. Unless you think this sounds like a more esoteric topic, it's not, because where is there extreme relevance to this conversation, this machlokis, this debate between Beishai and Beishillel? Timers. That, what is a timer? Effectively, I am setting into motion on Shabbos, my kalim, my items, my devices to start doing malacha for me on Shabbos, to turn on and turn off. My lights will turn on, my lights will turn off. Where Beishami will seem to say it's a problem, Basil will say it's not a problem, and we'll see more on that when we conclude these Mishnayas. Beishami Omer may know onen shel pishn l'so chatan or says one is not allowed to place bundles of flax into an oven. They would take flax. Flax is fiber from which linen is made, and they would heat it in the oven, which would then make it a little lighter, then lighten the color. So one is not allowed to do that on Erev Shabbos unless there is enough time from when you put the flax into the oven until Shabbos com- begins, until Shabbos commences, that the whitening will happen already because there's a prohibition in the, on Shabbos, there's a malach of malabin, whitening. So so long as that happens before Shabbos begins, there's enough time, so then Beishamah allows it. Barring the time amount, if it's not enough time, they shine would say one is prohibited from doing so. Similarly, one cannot place wool into a vat full of dye in order for it to absorb the dye, in order for it to get the color, unless, again, there is time on Friday, on Erev Shabbos, for the dye to take hold. In both these cases, Basilo says these activities are not prohibited on Shabbos, meaning to say, of course, they're prohibited on Shabbos, but they're not prohibited to begin the process on Erev Shabbos if your the human action is all done once Shabbos begins. Because, again, the prohibition on Shabbos is only directed towards man and animal, but not towards your thing. So, so long as you set the motion, the process in motion from Erev Shabbos, so then it can continue on to Shabbos. Beishami Omrim, in Parshin Matsudos Chayas Ovis Badagim, El Kadeshi Yatsidu, Odiom. Similarly, one cannot set up traps for their animals, their birds, for their fish, there, he can't set out nets for fish on Erev Shabbos unless there's enough time on Erev Shabbos for those traps to catch the respective animals. says, no, not a problem. You can spread your traps. You can set your fishing nets out even if it's right before nightfall because once you did your once you set it up your 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 action is done your part is done and now if the animal decides to run in that's on the animal and again the traps it's not a problem for you now what's really at the root of this is as i mentioned a minute ago is this great debate about 
whether one can set up a system that will do malacha for you on Shabbos. And this was a big debate when timers were first invented. Can one use timers on Shabbos or not? So what, what are we going to say? So we know the halacha is beisham beishilo, halacha is like beishilo, and therefore the vast majority of poskin thought one, one can poskin like beishilo. It happens to be, we, not one can, but that we do poskin like beishilo. It happens to be Rav Moshe was of the opinion that we only poskin like beishilo in, in the area, or we always poskin like beishilo, but we only allow timers when they're, it's for things that will enhance the Shabbos. Meaning to say for light switches, that will enhance the Shabbos. It'll bring a covet and own it to Shabbos. But if it's for things that don't enhance the Shabbos, so then it's not proper to use it. Now, here's a very interesting Chumrah, if you will, that Rav Shechter quotes all the time. Professor Simcha Asaf, who's a professor in Israel, discovered a manuscript from the Rambam. This manuscript was not the Rambam in Mishnah Torah, it was not the Rambam on Parish Mishnayis, but in fact, it was a commentary the Rambam wrote on the Gemara. And I don't know how much of the commentary the Rambam actually wrote on the Gemara, or if we know how much he wrote on the Gemara, but we do know he wrote some on the Gemara, and we found the parish that he has on Parta Shabbos. In fact, in, when I was in Karen Biyavna, in their very beautiful library, I found a copy of this. And in this Parish Mishnayis, on the comment to this very Mishnah, says the Rambam that although we paskin like Beis Hillel, that is true when the malacha begins on Erev Shabbos. However, based on Yerushalmi, if the malacha were to begin on Shabbos itself, then even Beis Hillel would think it's not okay. No, everyone back then scratched their heads. What do you mean the malacha began on Shabbos? It's not okay. You can allow to do malacha on Shabbos. So said Roshachter, when is this at repo? Either for timers or, and here's the Chumrah, what if you live in an area, a place where it's not Shabbos, but you are doing malacha in a place where it is Shabbos. Again, something that sounds fantastical until you live in the modern era where you have, with the click of a button, you can do malacha in a different time zone. Such as, if I send an email in Israel, uh, depending on which server is being used, it's very possible, and there was a time when the email would go through a server in the United States, which means if I send an, e- an email when it's Moti Shabbos in Israel, it would cause the malacha of Kosev, even if it's their Abanon, to be done on the server, which is located perhaps in Silicon Valley, which is in which was then located in Silicon Valley, and it was still Shabbos then. So says Rav Shechter, this Rambam who says that Beis Hillel thinks that it, on Shabbos itself, Beis Hillel says, he agrees with Beis Shammai that your items, your kalim, are not all do malacha, so therefore, in the event that you're in a time zone where it's not Shabbos, you cannot do malacha, therefore, in a time zone where it is Shabbos. Even though for you, currently it's not Shabbos, which leads to the Chumrah that one should not send e- emails if they know the email is going to go through a server where it's currently in a time zone that is Shabbos. Similarly to faxes, or, for that matter, visit websites or anything that will, call, again, cause malacha to be done in a different time zone. Now, Rav agrees, and he says it's a Chumrah. And he did say the OU tries to avoid this, but it all emerges from our Mishnah where Beis Hillel and Beis Shami disagree about our Kalim doing Malacha. We pass like Beis Hillel, but the Rambam says, according to Yerushalmi, that Beis Hillel would agree that if it's on Shabbos itself, then our Kalim do have to rest. And everyone wants to know, well, what does it mean our Kalim have to rest? Of course they have to rest. We can't cause our Kalim to do Malacha. And the answer is timers, or if you're in a different time zone where technically you're allowed to do Malacha, but you can't cause Malacha to be done in a different time zone. Fascinating. Let's, let's do the next Mishnah. Mishnah Zion. Beishamai Omrim. Not only can you not do Malacha on Erev Shabbos that will cause Malacha to be done on Shabbos, but also, One's not allowed to sell an object to a non-Jew or help load things onto his animal. Or lift an object Let's say he's a porter. You can't help load items onto him. Unless there's enough time 
for him to get to the place that he's supposed to be, to a nearby place with the items that you sold to him, or the items that you loaded onto his animal or onto him. And what's the reason for that? Because if people see him traveling with items that you loaded onto him and it's already Shabbos, they're going to think you asked him to carry it. They're not going to realize that you were just being a good neighbor. You were helping out. You were lending, you were giving a lending hand. They would think you actually, in fact, asked him to do so, which is, again, Amir Akum. So in order to avoid that perception, you cannot help your a non-Jew uh, load up his donkey or himself or sell things to him if he's going to end up carrying it on Shabbos. We still about Terry said, no, we're not afraid people are going to have this perception, this mistaken perception. I wish you all a wonderful day.